Blog Talk Radio. Judy at Judy.blue, B-L-U. 
and follow our producer Stacy at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram. B L U. How you spell blue? What up, though? It is January sixteenth. Another week gone by. I feel like this week flown by. I feel like we just did this podcast two days ago. Sunday be creeping up on us, but we here. I'm going to tell you what we're going to be talking about for today. Kanye West, back in the blogs. Uh, this time is because he was venting. He went on Instagram Live and was venting that he couldn't get the address to his daughter, Chicago's birthday party. So where the Kardashians was going to have the party at, he said he was trying to find out where it was going to be, and it was like, no luck. At the time that he posted that video, ultimately ended up where he was, he actually got the address and was there and all that, but we're going to talk about it a little more. Also, Trey Songs last week, I mentioned that there's this um, female basketball player, Dylan um, Rodriguez, I think her name is. I probably screwed that all up, but I know her first name is Dylan. She accused Trey Songs of rape, and at the time I spoke about it last week, it was like no context behind it. No, like, is it you that you saying he raped or is it friend? What she just put out this like random tweet and just left it at that, like Trey Song's the rapist and something else, and and just that was it. Happy New Year. See, I next year type shit. Something, something along those lines. She said, but now it is coming out a little more. She posted something else. Even like her lawyer, even Trey Song's now responded. So we're gonna talk about that. Also, there's this series on ABC right now called Woman of the Movement. I'm not sure if you've seen it. If you have not, it's worth checking out. Trigger warning, though. Be fair warned that it will get under your skin a little bit. It's, It's this particular series. It chronicles the legacy and the events leading up to Emmett Till's murder. And so it shows, like, from his mom's perspective, what, what she went through um, leading up to that, and then afterwards, the trial, all of that. So it's two episodes in, two hours each. I think the, um I'm not sure where it ends. I think it might be three, and then that's it. I, I'm not 100% sure, but we're going to talk about that. And also, Maya Angelou becomes the first black woman to appear on a U.S. coin. Big ups to that. It's kind of like how how we could talk about the um, things that go on in this country, and then you get a little hint of uh, good things that come out of it, too, at the same time. It's it's so crazy, but um, congrats. That's a, a big look to see that it's crazy that this is the first time this is happening. You would think that it would happen already, but I guess better late than never, right? We're going to talk about all that. We also got the question of the day. We got what blows mine a little bit later, 646-716-8544. That's the number you call if you want to chime in on anything we're going to be discussing. After you call that number, you just press the number one, and we'll bring you on. Speak your mind. Uh, let's kick it off the way we always do. Question of the day. What word describes your life 
right now. Hmm. Me personally, optimism. I'm always optimistic. I always like to look at the glass as being half full in any situation, even if it feels like the worst scenarios. I like to, I think it what it's what keeps me sane in this thing called life. And it's just truly believing that everything happens for a reason and that if X didn't go this way, then it must be something else that's meant for me over here. Like, that's just the way I kind of look at life. So optimism is the word that describes my life right now. And, yeah, we're going to see if we get some responses on um, social media. Before we wrap this thing on up, but let's kick it off. What's hot in these blogs? Let's start with uh, Kanye West. And so his daughter, Chicago West, is is turning four, and there was going to be this big party, and Kanye West was trying to attend. And try as he might, he couldn't keep up with the Kardashians. He couldn't find the address. He said he hit up Tristan Thompson, and he, he told him, oh, he got to check with Chloe first before he could just give him the address, which is understandable, right? Um, but no no address. And I I want to say he said he didn't reach out to Kim, or he reached out to Kim and the nanny, something like that, but no address. And so he decided to go to social media. He went on live and did this whole event. He said, I want to wish my daughter a public happy birthday. I wasn't allowed to know where her party was. There is nothing legal permitting that, and that's the type of games that are being played. He said, it's the kind of thing that has really affected my health for the longest, and I'm just not playing. I'm taking control of my narrative this year. I'm being the best father, the yay version of a father, and I'm not going to let this happen. He went on to say, I'm just putting this online because I need your support. I called Kim, texted the nannies. I got on the phone with Tristan. He asked Chloe, well, nobody gave me the address to my daughter's birthday party right now, and that's going to be the imprint in her mind that I wasn't there for her. Um, he went on to say a bunch more paraphrase. Uh, he's saying like he adjusted his schedule. He's supposed to be in Miami working on his album, but he everything is revolving around his kids. So there he was trying to attend the party and couldn't get the address. And he ended it by saying they take so many fathers across America They've been taking the fathers out of the homes purposely. So I'm speaking up and using my voice to say this ain't going to keep me, this ain't going to keep happening. This narrative not going to happen. He said, there's a lot of people not in a position to have a voice when people be playing games, baby mamas by playing games. This is all what Ye was saying. The grandmother's playing games like this. They ain't going to play with, they ain't going to play like that with me. This is what Kanye said. Ultimately, he ended up reaching out to Travis Scott, and Travis Scott is the one that told him that the party was going to be going down at um, Kylie's home. He gave the address. So Ye was able to show up. He said he was stopped by security at the at the front briefly, but Kylie stepped in and gave them the okay to let him in. So he thanked 
uh, Travis, he thinks Kylie. And as far as the party itself, it looked like, you know, things was just all good. At one point, you see pictures of him talking to Chris Jenner. There's another, like, aerial shot of the party where he he's, like, mingling with some other guests. He's never with Kim in any of the pictures. She's, like, over there, and he's over there. So, you know, they have this whole divorce situation happening right now. And also there's the talks of Kim dating this guy, Pete Davidson. And then also Kanye West just put out a song with the game called uh, Easy, or This Ain't Easy, something like that. And he references Pete Davidson in the song. And he says something like, um, something about surviving the crash so that I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. <laughs> something like that, he said. Maybe Kim got word of this song, because that song just came out a few days ago. Maybe she got word and was like, nah, he's off. Maybe Pete Davidson was going to be at the party. She didn't want them two to see each other, and it goes down. You know, who knows? Um, but that's what happened. Um, Kim actually, someone close to the Kardashian camp actually spoke out and said that Kanye, it was Kanye's idea to have two separate birthday parties for Chicago. And I guess implying that's the reason why he wasn't given the address to this one, because they was under the impression that he was going to have his own elsewhere. This is what coming out of that side of the camp. I mean, who knows? I mean, even if I'm going to have a party over here, maybe I still want to attend that attend that one too. So, rich people problems. Super relatable though, because a lot of people who have baby mothers and have like a strange relationships they always have some issues when it comes to the kids and all of that so yikes that'd be all right though i'm curious to see what's go- what's up with this song though and if they must really be dating either kanye is just listening to the blogs just like us or he knows they're really dating and that's the reason why he put that line in the song or could it just be all shock value to get people to listen, to get people to talk, and it's working. Who knows? I haven't listened to the full song, though, but I've I seen a clip of the game. He was on his Instagram Live, and they was, like, first playing in the studio. It sounded it sounded dope. Had a little, little vibe to it. So we'll see how this plays out. Maybe Pete Davidson will do his own version on SNL or something and reply that way. Maybe this will be a little... Rap, comedic rap beef between Pete Davidson and Kanye West. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Kanye West also recently just bought a house across from Kim Kardashian, which could be looked at a little strange if they're estranged. But he said nothing's going to keep him from his children, and I guess he feels that Buying this house right here will make it easy. Just send the kids across the street. They ain't even got to have nobody walk them. Like, Kim could just wave from the door, let them go across the street to see their pops, and then he send them back. Maybe that's the reason why. I don't know. 
Um, he recently did an interview with uh, Jason Lee at Hollywood Unlocked where he talked about it, about um, the reason why. And he says, my solace comes from seeing my kids and getting a solid schedule. That's why I even got the house. It was flipped into there was something wrong with me getting the house next to my kids. Because it definitely did look a little crazy when you first heard the headline, like Kanye West bought a house right across from me. It felt like that show on Netflix, You. Like, what in the... is a method behind the madness. Uh, he went on to say, you see, when my mom took me from Atlanta to Chicago, my dad didn't come to the coldest, most dangerous city in the world to be next to me. Um, he said, I'm going to stay down in Atlanta. So I guess he's using his own childhood experiences and doesn't want that to be the case for his family. So he's going to do whatever he got to do. And he got the money, right? He got the resources to buy that house. Why not? Wave from the door, send them back across the street, bounce back, and that's it. All in all, it's all good. In the hood, I listen to say Kanye is trolling. <laughs> uh, someone said when he was married, he was in Wyoming. Now he wants to live across the street. <laughs> that is a good point. Could, it could be the spa to see how many times Pete come through with the binoculars through the uh, blind. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, let's move on. Let's talk about this Trey Songs situation. It's never a good look when someone is accused of rape. It's never a good look for either party because it's always going to be some, um, I guess, whether... Believe it, not believe it on both sides, from the, the victim, the alleged victim, and the alleged accuser. It's always, it's, it's tricky when it comes to, to these stories. No one, I'm sure, ever wants to be on either end of this. But here we are. Welcome to 2022. Um, so Trey Songs is denying these rape allegations made by female basketball player Dylan Gonzalez. So <clears throat> in an open letter, what well, actually is a statement that his reps uh, issued to TMZ. They said Trey and his team are confident in the legal process and that there will be an abundance of exonerating information to come over the next few weeks. And she, uh, Dylan Gonzalez, confirmed that she, too, is pursuing the best course of action or legal option. Still not fully clear if she is the alleged victim here. or, But it's leaning towards that. That's how it feels. Because why would she be going this hard with lawyers and stuff if it was just a friend? So it, it's her. And... Yikes. Um, so the Dylan girl, her statement that she released, it said, with what seems like endless reoccurring news of the alleged sexual assaults committed by Trey Stones, I am forced to repeatedly relive in my mind and suffer anew 
this long suppressed horror and unbearable PTSD of my rape by his very hands at a well-known Las Vegas hotel. Oh, well, there it is. She is the one. Um, she said, I want to send my love, strength, and hope to all who are victims of sexual assault and its fatal nature. You are not alone. I stand with you and encourage all those who have suffered abuse to speak out and come forward. Suppression of our voices only emboldens our, impressor, our oppressors, excuse me, and you cannot heal what you do not reveal. And she requests privacy and all of this. Ah, oh, man. Vegas, man, Vegas, Vegas will get you because I went to Vegas um, for my birthday last year and there was so many possible encounters, if you will. And I just remember thinking like, yo, this is crazy. Like, it's just too easy. Like, literally just, like, walking out of, because one of the things I did when I went to uh, Vegas was to see the Usher show. And um, leaving the show, just walking, me and my boys, and this, um, these two girls come walking up and, like, um, hey, so um, I think they might have, like, complimented my hat or something at first or whatever. However it went, then just like, so what are you guys doing? Like, where you, where you heading? Da-da-da. And then um, we just like, oh, we just like chilling, da-da-da, doing this, da-da-da. And that was it, right? Walked away. And then a few steps later, they reappear. Like, so um, we are staying. Like, and it's like, just like that, like easily could have just ended up. And then it's like, nah, because... Ain't trying to be no headline. <laughs> and then, like, a, the next day at the pool, like, another girl was like, yo, so, like, da-da-da. Like, it's just, like, too easy. Too easy. And I know friends, I have friends who've gone to Vegas and just wowed out. And it's just, I guess that's what Vegas is known for. But the point I'm trying to make is it's easy to get caught up in situations and once the remedies in the system ain't no telling and you just gotta like think about it and be cautious because just because we feeling this way right here tonight don't mean that she's gonna feel the same way in the morning and the next thing you know you're accused of rape or something so it's like Got to take it easy. Take it easy. So we'll see how this plays out. And we'll eventually come to light. Eventually. Let's move on. Let's talk about um, Maya Angelou becoming the first black woman to appear on a U.S. coin. This is the quarter. 25 cents. Maya Angelou is, will be on the quarter. I'm not sure when they're going to be in circulation, but the Treasury Department revealed the coin, how it's going to look, and they released a statement that each time we redesign our currency, we have the chance to say something about our country, what we value, and how we've progressed as a society. 
And this is their way of doing so. After all these years, finally, I'm still waiting for Harriet Tubman to be on that $20 bill. Um, but on the other end of this, and what else is uh, hot in these blogs, what I want to talk about is this Women of the Movement series that's on ABC right now. You can catch it if you missed it on the ABC app or even Hulu has it. And it basically depicts the final moments of Emmett Till's life. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what took place afterwards. So by the end of the second episode, it's up to the trial. And we'll see, I guess, the ending of the trial and then, I guess, the aftermath. We all, we all know the, the story. Um, and so how they were acquitted despite all of the evidence but we'll see I guess more details on how it plays out but the reason I wanted to talk about this I feel like it don't it seems like no matter how many times we see or even hear about these stories. Like, the Emmett story is not new. We've heard it. We've seen the pictures. We relive it every so often. It, it comes up, whether it's the anniversary of when it happened, um, his birthday. You know, various times of year, it'll pop back up. We'll see it. But to see it, play out on screen no matter how many times we've heard it saw it pictures that it still triggers something anytime we see any movies depicting black history and the way black people was treated in this country and then it's crazy because you see a lot of similarities to today it's like we've come a long way but at the same time a lot is still the same it's just kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just kind of like an alternative, an alternate version of the racism that we've experienced back then. The jails is basically like slavery in a sense, <laughs> like um, prisoners, um, when it comes to certain opportunities, we're not afforded the same equalness when it comes to certain things. There's just a lot of things that's like very similar to where it's like ain't nothing really changed. But fair warning, if you are going to watch the series, just be prepared to get angry. And it just makes you think like, yo, it's wild. And the fact that it wasn't even that long ago and it's just it's just crazy. Crazy when you think about it. Um I'm reading some comments on the show, one person, oh, when I spoke about the Trey Song situation, they said um, she's not the only one to complain about Trey. A listener said, someone else said, Kiki Palmer has also said some things 
he just might have another side to him, unsure if this is about Vegas or on, on, on isolated incident, rape or assault should never happen. This is true. Another listener said Vegas is known for prosecute, um, a prostitution. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that. But, yeah, it's not looking good for, for Trey given that um, someone as prominent as Kiki Palmer also said some things about him publicly. And now this girl, and I'm sure they're probably not the only two. You know how this goes. Once one person starts saying something, it, it tends to be like this ripple effect. So, good luck, good luck, good luck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Woman of the Movement, Check it out on ABC, the third episode, which might be the final episode, is going to premiere um, this week. And check the local listings, but it's tough. They did a good job, though, like, to, to – um, and it's, you would think because it's on ABC, it would be kind of like PG, but nah, they really, like, showing things that I guess they really want to, like, bring you there. And – I don't know. It's crazy. But check it out. They even give this little, like, disclaimer in the beginning where it gives you, like, a trigger warning and it has, like, resources for you to text this number to, like, connect with, like, counselors or therapists and stuff like that. Is that real? And they violated, like, just to think of how it was at that time, like, I know I was on some, like, yo, the uncle just let them come in the crib and take his nephew because of what they heard he said allegedly to this white woman in the store, like, but then you got to think about at that time, there was this, like, fear that was, like, instilled in many of black people where they, the uncle probably felt on some, well, if I do something, they might just kill everyone in this house. And he had his kids in there, other, like, family members and stuff, so he probably felt his hands were tied, but it just sucks when you think about it, like, and I got friends that's like, oh, hell no, like, I I would just, have, he just had to kill me right there. Like, we had those people in the in the movement back in the day, those ones that was just like, nah, F this and just took matters into their own hands. We had we had some of those, but not everyone was like that. Some people just felt like it was easier to just keep their head down and just just work and just it it, it kinda if I'm being honest, it makes you it gives you this sense of like resentment. Um towards white people and to think that what we've endured, our people, our ancestors endured, it's just like, it just makes you shake your head. But check it out, Women of the Movement, ABC. And let's see, what else we got? What else we talking about? I think that might be all for what's it was on our agenda for today. Yep. 
That's is it. Um, let's get into what blows mine. It's the part of the show we say we get under our skin with irks our nerves. Let's get that theme music popping off. Part of the show is state what we say gets under our skin, works our nerves. It's that one thing people do that just have you like, bruh. Really? Six four six seven one six eight five four four. I almost forgot the number for a second. Uh yeah, so what blows mine for this week is a few things, but I'm gonna um mention the media and like the news in general, like how extra the news has to be with, with every headline. (laughs) It's just like the most dramatic way you can tell a story is the, is the news summed up. Like, but, um, there was this article, well, not article, there was this, um, post I seen on Instagram where it was describing, what was going what's going on in LA where it's like a rise in like crime and robberies. We've seen videos of people like dining out at like fancy restaurants outdoors and somebody'll come up and like just rob them in broad daylight and just and we've seen like videos of people like looting in stores or just like running in like a flash mob and just grabbing stuff, running out. And there's, you know, things like this happen, but what blew mine and what blows mine about the media is the headline was like, um, 24 hours of horror or terror, some shit like that. The headline said, and it just, I'll tell you one thing, like I've been living here now in LA for a little over a year, actually more than a little, but like a year and a half. And it's, I personally have never felt like unsafe. I don't know. Cause I'm from like New York and Brooklyn and like, we see things I'm from the hood, like shit happens, but I've never felt like unsafe. And if I was just watching the the news to get my what is going on in LA, it was really like crazy right now. Even the police, one of the police um commissioners or something referred to it as like the purge or something like that. And I just remember thinking like, yo, you was dragging it. <laughs> it is really you would think that it's just like you can't even walk out your door type shit. 
And what someone mentioned, and I feel is very true, is because a lot of this stuff now is happening in more fancy neighborhoods, more like upscale, the richer neighborhoods. And now this is why it's getting attention. Because shit like this has been going on in other parts of the city. You know how big California is? Even any state, right? New York, Georgia. I heard some things about a lot of different places, but it's not hitting the news until it's hitting the wealthy, I guess. So now all of a sudden, oh, it's 24 hours of terror because somebody got robbed. It's like people get robbed every day, B. <laughs> it just... It's crazy to me. Like it's it's unfortunate in any situation when you see crime happening. Um, but it's once the media gets a hold of it and decide to create this narrative, they can instill fear about anything. You can make anything look a certain way when you put it a magnifying glass on it. Same thing with COVID. Like they there was a a point where they was like they made you think that all Jewish people were being attacked in Brooklyn, like they couldn't walk nowhere. There was another situation where they magnified um, train assaults, so it made people think, oh, I can't even ride, ride the trains because this is, like, crazy. Anything they put a magnifying glass to and create a narrative, it's going to make people think this is crazy. Meanwhile, the stuff that's been going on, and it's only because they're really focusing on it, it's making it seem like it's like the height and like the worst thing possible. But that's the media for you. And it blows my when it happens like that. It's just like, just report it, report, report things that's happening, but don't make it like it's more than what it is. And that's what they do 99.9% of the time. And it's wild. But um, let's see what else. I thought I had something else that uh, was blowing my <laughs> Trending right now, and I hate to even give this man any kind of energy because since ever since he's been out of the office, we've and been blocked on social media. I guess we've have been, we haven't really been seeing, and we kind of want to keep it that way. But I wanted to address this because it's kind of hot in the blogs right now. Um, that orange guy, Melania's husband. Um. Is still out doing rallies and stuff, and because he's gearing up to, I guess, run again for president. And so there was this rally he just did, and um, dang, where was it? I can't remember what state, but of um, black people behind him in the crowd with T-shirts on that said "Blacks, Blacks for Trump," something like that. The T-shirt said so that was trending on Twitter, and it just. It blows mine because they are so, like, strategically placed in the crowd. If you've ever seen 
any of the, the like rallies and stuff that this man has done, you've seen the, the, the audience. You've seen who's in the crowd. And then all of a sudden, you started seeing like strategically placed black people. Like out of every um, seat in the house, we get front row, front center. Let's put these guys here. I love your shirt, by the way. It's great. Like, put them here. Their shirts are amazing. Give them props. <laughs> and it's just like, son. Some people feel they are paid. I don't know if they're paid. I think they're just dumb and gullible and just, you know, want to be um, different. Or they could be paid, too. Who knows? But it's just amazing to me to see that, like, crazy. I guess they, if we were back in the day, they would be the ones with the yes, yes sir, master, put, put the head down and go on about and do your thing. They would be them. Blows my mind. Um, <clears throat> that concludes today's podcast of Hollywood and Friends. Um, so listeners said, and this is based on what I was just talking about with the media and how they are depicting um, Cali. They said, depends on where you are, Boys in the Hood brought to light the issues in the hood of California. Nipsey called it a volcano. It could be cool for a minute and then all hell would break loose. Which I agree. I do. Uh, I could see that being the case. And again, it's just like anywhere else. Like that's That's the case in Brooklyn. Like even in certain parts of Brooklyn, because Brooklyn is Brooklyn, but you got little sections in Brooklyn. There's some sections in Brooklyn right now that even at my big old age and growing up there still wouldn't go to at night (laughs) or like just be walking through. There's certain parts that's just like, nah, I'm good on that. And just because you know what goes down or could potentially um, go down, and it's just crazy. And and some somebody did um somebody in the comment section on that post that I was reading about. So listen to said we can't ignore the issues of our urban areas. Is the point it must be brought to light and solved. And that's exactly what I was just about to get at because someone was saying that um basically we need to get to the root of why this is even occurring at all. And that is definitely a fact, but that's not why the media is reporting it, right? They reporting it to like um, sensationalize and just to make it seem like you need to be fearful of this. Maybe they should start addressing why, why people feel so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like desperate, I guess, to to need to go out and like rob rob someone, or it's yeah. We need to address that where where it comes from.
listening said we must govern ourselves, and that is why black media is important to speak truth to the power, truth to the issue, truth to the issue. I agree. Agreed. All right, let's get ready to get up out of here. Appreciate you for listening. However you're listening, iTunes, Stitcher, the Tuna app. Be sure to follow me on social media at I am Hollywood. Follow our producer Stacy at Hampton Blue Network on Instagram. B L U. How you spell blue? And I think that's it, right? Appreciate you. Thank you. Till next time. We out. Hallelujah.